0: That's what they put in Pop Rocks. That's what makes it fizzle. Asbestos? Mm-hmm. That's why you can't find it anymore. That's
1: why they don't burn. That's right.
2: Welcome to INS,
3: the International News Service. Your source for the most
2: important weird news from across the globe. With news analyst Kevin Harrison. Actor, comedian... And musician Mike Weeby. and professional commentator Brian Camp. INS the news you need.
0: You can't burn pop rocks. That used to be like a soldier remedy. They'd carry it on the battlefield. If they ever got shot, the it was it would. Rip into their body, of course, but also would burn the edges. So you'd pack the wound with pop rocks.
1: Wow! Yeah,
0: and then the fizzing action would help clean it too.
3: I'm pretty sure that's not how that worked. At well, all.
0: that's why everybody it gets all weird. Like they say, mm, Mikey that's why, died. That's why
3: you were in the military That's why you were in the military, and Brian wasn't. Kevin. Oh wait, right. no. <laughs> the opposite of that is true. Right,
0: that's day one stuff. Now they always say that Mikey died from pop rocks. And people assume it's because he was eating it, Mikey. Yeah, from the Life cereal ads. But no, oh. it's because Mikey was was he likes
1: it. Hey, Mikey,
0: across the pond, and he was in country in Nam. It's, he did they real. pop like one guy packed pop rocks in and yeah. walked away to go help somebody else, <laughs> and another guy came up and didn't realize he had already had pop rocks packed in the bullet hole.
1: Oh, he double he packed a whole yeah. other
0: package, and it was too much, and it 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 kind of overwhelmed his system.
1: Yeah, it's not, it's not, it didn't happen at all.
3: Actually, I know that the, uh, <laughs> his name's Dark Blade. He's, uh, the SEAL team. He's a SEAL team guy that uh-huh. actually shot Osama bin Laden. His uh-huh. real name's not Dark Blade, but we call him Dark Blade. <laughs> and he was telling me that whenever he shot Obama, or not Obama. But, <laughs> hey, hey, for real though, it's weird. Osama bin Laden Obama. What the fuck was going on with that? Did you guys Whoa. ever think about that?
1: Are you, are you been hanging uh,
3: out on Four Chan again? No. Here's the are other you, thing too. That's are weird. I think
1: the two names sound similar. <laughs> well, I mean, you,
0: you know.
3: know, Mike, Mike, Mikhail Gorbachev. Here's here's the other thing too.
0: The listener Mike's digging that, through his files. That is
3: Supreme Court Justice Lady Amy Comey Barrett. Amy Comey Barrett, and that's not weird that that her dad is James Comey. <laughs>
1: That's not nobody. Right. Nobody that not like correct. nobody in
3: the media like ever even wanted <laughs> to talk about that. But I, I was like, that's fucking weird.
2: Huh.
3: Oh, but what I was saying about uh, Darkblade, he was telling me that uh-huh. um that whenever he shot uh, Osama bin Laden in, in the head, there's a thing that they would do. Like when they like kill somebody, and there's like no, you know, when it's like mm-hmm. a thing. Because what happened is like he jumped into that that house and he kicked open. The, The door and he shot Mm. him uh, in the head with a uh, 30 odd six. (laughs) Say 30 odd six. 30 odd six. And it's one of the biggest guns you can get. And it blew his head basically clean off. So there's no end. But then this is like a funny, funny Uh kind of kill line. He threw a pack of pop rocks, like a close pack of pop rocks Uh over at the body and goes, Snap, crackle, pop, motherfucker. (laughs) Oh, Dark Blade. Was was it Dark Blade,
1: Steven Seagal? Snap, crackle, pop,
3: motherfucker. Are you just describing a Steven Seagal movie? Well, I mean, Steven Seagal's not the one that Steven Seagal assisted in the the raid. I mean, that's famously true. I like how you'll
0: borrow liberally from any advertising, any branding at all, and fit it in, shoehorn
3: it somehow (laughs) into Pop Rocks. Hey, snap, crackle, pop, motherfucker. (laughs) That's a, but they, that's like a real common thing. Yeah. I learned a lot of, I learned a lot about this stuff studying for the Jack Wharton movies. Oh, I see. That explains the, the Steven Seagal level dialogue that you've, that's consistent. Stephen Seagal with. doesn't write any of the dialogue that he's in. He Are just you performs sure? it masterfully. <laughs>
0: I wonder, do you, does he ad lib any of that?
3: I'm sure I, there's no way he memorizes
1: lines. I'm going to tell you that right now.
3: Yeah, I will have to do a Getting to know your pod. They've it's been done. He's come up a lot on a lot of other podcasts, uh-huh. but I, I would like to do a rundown of Steven Seagal. Like They did like a two part dollop, maybe three part dollop on. Yeah. How crazy that fucking guy is. It is wild. Yeah, go
1: listen to a more popular podcast than ours. Go ahead. Well, I mean, I'm just good. saying we don't
3: we don't cut co- <laughs> they don't cover they don't cover three strange news stories. They cover stuff in the far past. We cover stuff in the recent past. I see. And Great. also sometimes in the future with the I think the one of the last episodes we were talking about the future. Yeah, we've or an alternate timeline. We're on several top ten future casting podcast mm-hmm. lists. So we
0: don't we're not competing with them.
1: We're the number uh-huh. one quantum magician podcast wow. on the internet.
0: Yeah, I think that's probably accurate.
3: We at least have the best information. Yeah, oh. the number one podcast for quantum magicians and sound bathers. Oh, I think
0: sound. I think sound bathing goes without question. I think that that's yeah. Well, it's it's so interesting that that quantum magic is something that. You know, for really, it's existed for years. Mm-hmm. So it's mm-hmm. it's it's an old art that kind of fell out of favor, and really, a lot of charlatans kind of picked up on it, mm-hmm. and that's why there's such a struggle to bring it back. Mm-hmm. But then you've got the other side; you've got sound bathing, which really is relatively new. Uh-huh. It's 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 an ancient discipline, yeah. but I think the way that you're applying it, Mike, and what you've done with it mm-hmm. uh, in your studies and in the work you do uh, with the folks is really. I, I think there's a newness there that, that I mean, my gosh! If you if you spoke about sound bathing for just one minute, we'd already be the number one sound bathing show on the internet. Yeah, of course, yeah. I mean, yeah.
3: I thank mean, God,
0: thank God, you're willing to get into it. Wow. I mean,
3: it's I simply I just I like to say it's just a little log line I throw out there. It's using old world sound bathing disciplines with a funky, mm-hmm. fresh, fun technique.
1: <laughs> I see. <laughs>
2: I, I want to know how quantum magicians are dealing with quantum computing, like today's quantum computing, it's, like the rise it, of that. Do you feel well, like... well? The the term, it's, right. I mean, I, I mean, I don't want to speak for all
3: quantum magicians. I do know that okay. that's bled over into our entire the sound bathing world, even uh-huh. where like I mean, I you can speak on it more, Brian, but I know that they are suing oh the new Ant Man movie, Quantum Mania right i mean what's that mania are you part of that lawsuit by the way i know it's a class action absolutely
0: my group is at least you know i'm not not in my individual capacity but certainly my group's involved in you your cult you can call it a cult um we don't we don't really accept labels but we don't turn them mm-hmm. down either you know oh, okay. I, I think when you start fighting a label you're really inviting more labels so mm-hmm. we just let people call
3: us what they will that's yeah well, kind of the, the quantum magician way uh yeah, you it's know. really like okay, okay, okay. Yeah, no, I'm on a, and I'm a prep, and you're a fucking thrasher, and they're <laughs> ropers over there. Okay, this is this is junior high all over again. Uh, I, I would
0: say with quantum computing, Mark, great question. Um, one of the fascinating things, and it really it speaks to the way the masses, the people, and really big science. And we talk a lot about big science in the show, and and some of the inherent you know corruptness. In, in what they do and the way they, they hold themselves out to the world, these the so-called hard sciences, which is really just kind of coward science. Mm. Big science has lulled people into this belief, and, and it's so funny, and they're so good at it, and what's so clever is they can call it quantum computing, and no one... So what these quantum oh, computers Brian, are we just doing lost your mic.
1: is exactly what Wait. a quantum magician... You, you, we lost you. We oh, lost your mic. Can you hear that? Yes.
0: Yeah. So what you just witnessed and what you guys got a taste of <laughs> is the the silencing factor uh-huh. and what, what big I science. Thinking. I mean, that's what the see, we're we're on a computer right now, again, mimicking the quantum magician's mind. That's what mm-hmm. they so desperately wow. want to achieve, what we've been achieving for centuries. And when they can't achieve it, they stoop to the levels of identifying legitimate quantum magicians and silencing them. And this is just a recording. Yep. I mean, come on. I know. this is I this mean, it's this a just, recording we're making. Right. So uh, uh, we know what you're up to. You we know what you're up to, guys.
3: Yes. We yeah. know what you're up to. <laughs> Very funny. Ha ha ha. We're laughing our asses off.
0: hmm. Did that answer your question, Mark? <laughs> yes. Thank
3: okay. you. Thank
1: you. So, you, you guys ready to get started here?
3: Oh, uh, with what? What are we doing?
1: Welcome to the International News Service. We're your hosts. I'm Kevin Harrison, along with
3: I'm Brian Camp. Uh, I'm I'm Mike Weeby, and finally we have <laughs> <laughs> our good. prodigal son. Mm. He's made a commitment to be here for every episode for an hour before, an hour after, <laughs> resolved for the rest of our. He's going to do a he's going to do a one hour lead in for every episode, mm. and then mm-hmm. he's going to do.
2: And how do you leave the meeting?
3: A lead, lead-in. No, lead-in, not leaving. Oh, lead-in. We are slaughtering the he's fatted calf. He's going to do audience warm-up, and then we're going to do the episode, and then he's going to do... Uh, it's called talking INS, where he recaps everything that happened and kind of talks <laughs> about how he thinks that we were feeling and uh, you know, go, run some clips from the previous Ooh. hour.
0: 103 episodes. Mike, I got to ask a question and everyone chime in. Did we miss a golden opportunity by not having an INS year in review?
1: I mean, that's more work than I want to do.
3: (laughs) I do want to read my jokes (laughs) from my year in review show. Okay. Okay. That's exciting. So, and I know, I know we recorded a different time and especially due to Brian's quantum schedule. A lot of times these episodes come out either way before we actually recorded them or. A couple weeks after. Okay. We don't even all record it at the same time.
1: Have you done your yeah. year in review, year in review yet? Yes. As of this recording. So when did you do that?
3: I did it, or I will be doing it. Uh-huh. No, I already uh-huh. did it on Ooh. June 28th. June 28th? Uh-huh. Like six months from now. Yeah. Yeah, you just did it. I just did it. Oh, that was the day that you covered? Yeah. No, I covered I covered the month of June. Okay. But June 2022. I just have three jokes okay. from the month of June 2022. Okay.
1: So June 2022, we're covering here on January 15th as a year in review of last year, two weeks after it ended.
3: Got it. Here's the thing. Yes. January is all about getting your sea legs back mm-hmm. of every year. So if we do a year in review that comes after this, mm-hmm. well, that would be okay. There's always a year. Behind us? Yeah, there's always a year behind
0: us. Why does it have to be January? Mm -hmm. You don't get to arbitrarily tell us when to start the cycle around the sun. Maybe it's today, Kevin.
1: I'm not saying that I do, but you do realize this episode was released five days after Friday the
2: 13th. Or was it? January twenty second is the Chinese New Year. Where does that land?
1: Oh, that's four days after this comes out. A hell
2: of a question! Well, let's do a year in review. Chinese New it becomes Year becomes the year review. of the rabbit. Given your financial obligations, Mike, <laughs> that's, a, to, they're, that's they're right. Not
3: obligations. I. <laughs> right. Are, I want. I'm happy to announce we are doing the Chinese Year in Review, and this is the. A, the, the, the continues. It could be the whole, Taiwan the Taiwan
1: Year in Review.
3: I'm not familiar. Mm-hmm. Well, then you um, wouldn't have a part of it, Kevin. I'm not. I'm not familiar. <laughs> independent. Independent.
1: That's right. Are you? Did you just
3: what? disclaim
0: knowledge of Taiwan? Huh? <laughs> are, you, are you that beholden to your Chinese overlords? I don't. I don't, that you can't I even don't acknowledge listen. that
3: a place called Taiwan exists. I I don't I don't have a fucking globe in front of me to spin around. Well, your and globe see. probably doesn't have Taiwan on it. I. It might not. I don't know. I don't spend all day looking it for. <laughs> whatever cities that aren't there or whatever <laughs> terrible person All right, let's,
2: it's ins policy to recognize yes that's right taiwan as a mm-hmm. i'm Asian. sure
3: i'm sure if
2: somebody put up a globe
3: in front of me uh-huh. and pointed at a place and told me it was a place i would probably be too busy to argue with them about it well, Maybe you could do a that? get how's to that know for a, How's that for a company man answer. Maybe you could do a get to know your podcast all about Taiwan.
0: Ooh.
3: That'd be if I you mean, were able if, to do that'd be great. You know what? I will type it in. I have a uh, a Huawei do computer it. and I will type it in. <laughs> and then I'll see what comes up. Oh, uh, that's awesome. Okay, June, June jokes. June 4th. 2022. Ann Turner Cook, whose cherubic face was known the world over as the Gerber baby, has died at the age of 95. Her sketched face, drawn in 1927, graced the cover of millions of bottles of baby food over the last century. She led a full life of her own, raising six children and becoming a grandmother to 11 more. Family was most important to Anne. She was constantly surrounded by her loved ones, making them a part of every piece of her life. So it was fitting that at the exact moment of her passing, she was surrounded by her family. Her last moments in this life were spent as her four sons, three daughters, and 11 grandchildren looked down on her lovingly and proudly. Anne Turner Cook, the Gerber baby, gone at 95, Cause of death, sexual misadventure by way of autoerotic asphyxiation. (laughs) That is through the paper that is written on, like David Letterman. June 5th, 2022, Hmm. marked the final day of the Platinum Jubilee of Elizabeth II, marking the 70th anniversary of the 96-year-old monarch's ascension as the Queen of England. The date also marked her son, Prince Charles, 70th anniversary of the world's most outspoken daydreamer of matricide. Two months later, the old bag was dead. Prince Charles was giddy as a school lad. You know, folks. This is where I break it down, kind of like it's mm-hmm. like I, I drop the newscaster act, and I get, a little, you know, folks. It's difficult for us Americans to understand the significance of royalty. The closest thing we have to a king is Elvis Presley which isn't actually really that far off, and that Elvis was like a lot of British royalty and that he fucked his own cousin. Maybe somewhere up there in heaven, Elvis and Queen Elizabeth II are having a laugh and bonding over things that they have in common, like eating disgusting mm. foods, being inbred white trash, and stealing from black and brown people.
2: <laughs> all
3: Crowd pleasers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all of them. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Real feel-good jokes. The next one relies on an impression. And I do not know that I have the juice to give the impression right now. You can give it a try. All right. Mark Mark would, if it's not up to snuff, Mark will cut you it know, out. Hey, right. honestly, Mark, it's going to be really easy. If you want to tweak this impression, all you got to do is uh, make my voice real high-pitched. June 30th, 2022, Ted Cruz slams Sesame Street's Elmo. After an episode of Sesame Street in which the popular character Elmo tried to comfort children viewers afraid of vaccination shots, Ted Cruz, Texas senator and living example of the term lizard lips, (laughs) (laughs) tweeted angrily at the beloved Muppet, government propaganda for five-year-olds. This is Elmo being aggressively advocating vaccination, but citing zero evidence. Elmo responded with this statement.
2: Elmo was just trying to help.
3: Elmo knows shots can be scary, but Elmo doesn't want kids to be scared. Also, Elmo thinks Ted should keep Elmo's name out of Ted's motherfucking mouth. <laughs> Make no mistake, Elmo will fuck Ted up. Elmo will hit Ted so hard, the only word Ted will be able to say for the rest of his miserable life is "manama <laughs> <laughs> And then I am am i don't have the impression anymore of me, but I'll right. finish the rest. Then, okay. Elmo, then Elmo's going to say, then Elmo will fuck Ted's ugly wife in front of Ted and make Ted watch with Ted's dick tucked between Ted's legs. There won't be anything Ted can do about it. Ted better hope Elmo doesn't catch Ted out on these streets, these Sesame streets. He-
2: he- he- he. <laughs>
3: and that was June of 2022. You captured it, Mike. Thank you. Uh, The Zeitgeist.
0: Wow. German for time ghost. Are we gonna talk about ghosts?
1: No, there's there's no ghost
3: stories this week. I'm sorry. Thank God, I was fucking scared of shit.
0: Yeah, Mike was shaking. I think
3: some of your hair turned white, Mike. Mm -hmm. The greatest ghost result there is. Yep. That that actually actually happened to me, but it was my pubic hair. (laughs) There may
1: there may or may not be a dead body this week. We'll have to see what happens. Oh.
3: Oh, I think it was I think the dead body is uh, fucking Ted Cruz because Elmo just fucking bodied him.
1: So this week we've got two news stories, an arts and culture story that has a twist of true crime. And Mike has a mm-hmm. new story for us and get to know your podcast. Mm-hmm. So our first story comes to us from CBS News. And uh, this this one may feature an INS hero. I'm going to let you guys decide. A a
0: recognized INS
1: hero or a
0: new INS hero?
1: A new INS hero. Okay. You guys, you know, you decide if he goes on the plaque, he gets a bust made. So police in Santa Cruz, California, recently arrested a 19-year-old man for what they allege was printing up fake parking tickets and then putting them on cars near the (laughs) beach. Each ticket apparently had a QR code that when scanned directed drivers to a website where they could pay a fine for the fraudulent tickets. Police said He's they this guys great. <laughs> <laughs> Police say they don't know how many tickets the man put on cars or how many victims paid the fines, but the man denied receiving any payments. Nevertheless, the man was charged with the unlawful use of a computer system and attempted fraud. And police declined to say whether any cars were actually illegally parked.
3: Well, I mean, we did this on the uh, if everybody should follow the INS TikTok account. Uh, mm-hmm. What is it? Just INS pod or
1: international? Just look up I, I international pod.
3: news service on TikTok. Yeah, You'll it'll find come it. Up. Kevin usually usually uh, does a little wrap up every day of some weird news stuff that happens. Uh, But during the holiday, I, I read out a couple of them and I remember reading this and this is what depend what makes this guy a hero or a villain Mm -hmm. is a hero, depending on what neighborhood he did this in. Like if you go do this in a Beverly Hills, bougie neighborhood Mm -hmm. hero, if you go do this like, uh, around, around a very confusing nightclub type area where there are lots mm-hmm. of places you're not allowed to park because the city's trying to, to ticket you anyway, then you're a villain. Maybe you go do this in a poor neighborhood. You're a villain. If you uh, go do okay. this hero, hero all the way. I'm sorry. This is great. Okay. <laughs> I, I'm not, I'm not even going to argue with you. Give me your point of view though. I guess it's just like, yeah, no, cause it is on some level. You have to do your due diligence to mm-hmm. figure out where you're throwing out your money. Right, it's a good scam. It's a it's a victimless crime.
0: <laughs> no,
3: it's <laughs> what about the people who pay the fines? Yeah, yeah, but they're not getting beat up by the Joker or something like that.
0: <laughs> no, Well, the only way I would like I I agree with you, Mike, and certainly Fair. you know if if we can feel worse or feel better about people who who have a lot of money losing a little bit of money than people who don't have very much money losing a lot of their money, but. I would argue that the only people who are paying this fine at all are people who were in fact illegally parked. So, mm-hmm. they're no one's making them That's click on this. If you get
1: it, nor denied, it doesn't point. have to
0: be. If you get a ticket and you weren't illegally parked, you don't pay it. Hey, it's fair. Yeah, you just you just ignore it, or you just say this isn't right. I'm gonna wait for a letter. But I can't imagine anyone getting in their vehicle that that was lawfully placed where it was and just deciding, well, I'm not. I'm 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 going to pay this phantom ticket. So. so
1: So Brian, to answer your question or I'm sorry, to to Mike, to answer your question about, you know, the neighborhood he did this in, I can tell you that in Santa Cruz, California, in November twenty twenty two, the median home price was one point six million dollars.
3: Yeah, no, I know Santa Cruz is very and most of the time, it's not even like big ass crazy brand new houses. It's no. just like California. Santa yeah. Cruz is great. I got a bunch of friends in Santa Cruz, and uh, as long as they didn't get tickets, I'm, <laughs> I'm right. totally okay with this. Right.
0: I I think. What do you think about the? Since we're talking about, what do you think about the? And this is I. This is both more victim, but mm-hmm. maybe less victim. People who put the same QR codes on like big stickers on parking kiosks in big parking lots. Oh. Like you get a page size sticker with a QR code on it with yeah. directions on how to pay for your spot. People just pay. Now they're they're paying cuz they think they should pay. They right. do pay. Now assuming they're not getting towed for not paying the actual people, I don't know. Is that
3: person more or less heroic? You they're undeniably clever. <laughs>
2: it's yeah, a good yeah. idea, right? It's yeah.
3: undeniably it's less it's less heroic. Yeah. Because you get to really pick because here's what I think it's heroic if you get to like pick and choose and go like, ah, fucking Humvee. Yes. Okay. They deserve this. Um, not that only rich people have Humvees at this point, but you know, it depends on you know, you get to really pick out your your obnoxious, you know let
1: say you only tickets Teslas.
3: Or or Audi's. You know what you know what the you know what they say Audi stands for? Wait, what is that? Assholes usually drive it. <laughs> I was in a Tesla, uh, for, um, I got an Uber and it happened to be a Tesla and, uh, man, it was pretty fucking comfortable. It was pretty cool in there. I will yeah, say huh? that just big old giant computer screen and they just unveiled, I mean, it's the same car, but they did something this week with the, uh, the Tesla Cybertruck, you know, right. and it yeah. looks the same or whatever. And it is one of those things where I was like, I I mean, I've, I'm on record on this podcast as of not- of being an Elon hate hater of sorts and uh, or just not even of sorts. Um, but I got to say, I kind of like, I love how stupid looking that car, like that car looks so dumb and I love it. Like it looks so dumb that if I had fuck you money, I would probably <laughs> buy one.
0: Oh yeah. I think they're cool. I'm sure they look to us like Glorians look to
3: people whenever the DeLorean. Came okay. Out. Yeah. I mean, they look silly. It looks absolutely silly. There was a picture of one today, and they were like driving it out, and there was a bunch of tweets, and I wrote that if I got one of those, I would use it to haul all my Legos around with. (laughs) It looks like a car from a video game, and I specifically mean a PlayStation 1 video game. Yeah. Like it's a background car in the first Twisted Metal game. Yeah.
2: yeah, They just,
1: just needed
0: a
3: model yeah you know what is it they caught the kid how to get caught i guess that's the question you gotta hide where that money's going yeah
1: that's the thing is i think you have to call somebody probably called the city like what the fuck is this and they're like well we didn't do that and then you just trace the ip it's like you know where the the internet uh domain is registered Mm. And that's a pretty quick process. Well, you got to
3: do that at the at the library. I mean, the thing is, like, where the account is yeah. going, you know, because the account's yeah. got to go into somebody's name. Um, but as
0: as former nineteen-year-olds, wouldn't you all agree that the motivation to do something like this is not the same as the motivation to do this over and over again? Isn't this most likely like a I'm going to print out a bunch of these and then I'm going to do it and then yeah. You don't really. You don't do it over and over again. You do it as a lark, you know. It it would have been a much bigger story had, and people would have known that this had been going on for a long time. It would have been like a a small time counterfeiter versus a we've been looking for this guy forever. Right.
1: That would be cool though. If there was like a multi year manhunt
3: for the fraudulent (laughs) parking ticket guy.
0: Right. He just showed up in different cities. Yeah. Yeah. We hadn't
3: hit yet. Like the Grimace Bandits all over again.
1: (laughs) So, our next story comes to us from the Washington Post. So we have all dealt with the frustration of ineffective customer service phone lines intentionally created (laughs) by companies to keep customers in an endless loop that never resolves their issues. Now, a Pittsburgh startup called Karens for Hire hopes to change that by getting customers results by being a Karen. The company which uses the motto, we Karen so you don't have to, Promises to harness the power of accomplished complainers in the service of beaten down customers, abused tenants, and anyone else with a dispute with a company that they don't have time to resolve, which sounds dangerously close to being an attorney. Apparently, the company, which is run by a couple who are both business and romantic partners, has received Mm. more than 2,300 requests for help since launching last spring. The couple said they launched the company because they're such good complainers. that They became the go-to fixers for relatives and friends who had issues with companies. One owner said, quote, if something was broken, my mom would just want to throw it away. I would be like, no, they sold us this product that didn't work and we're taking it back. These companies want to make it hard. So you just give up. Some of the cases they've tackled included getting a celebrity to pay for a dress she wore to the Met Gala, getting a refund for a woman after she paid a computer dating company to find her a man who was into hiking, and they instead set up a date with a man who liked wearing women's shoes, and helping a low-income tenant who is being evicted in violation of rental laws, which also sounds dangerously close to being an attorney. The average fee to hire a Karen is around $65, but it's unclear who you go to for help if Karen for Hire can't figure out how to actually speak to the manager. You Hmm.
0: know what this sounds like? What's that? It sounds like what Mark Harmon taught those two kids to do in summer school when their
3: sunglasses broke. Exactly. R.I.P. Kirstie Alley. We broke yeah. that news, by the way, here.
1: Uh, yeah. yeah Kirstie he, Alley. You heard it here I, first. It was, this wasn't two weeks late here or anything. Yeah.
3: No, it wasn't. It was, we broke it when it happened. You know, this kind of weirdly ties back to that last story. And I was uh-huh. didn't actually say this of like, it is a little on somebody for just blindly paying a ticket. You know, it sucks to like, have to deal with shit like that uh-huh. when it's like false, but like, you know i think that there's a lot of people who are just like well the rules said that i had to do a thing and i'm not going to even think about think looking into it at all because if you looked into that it would you'd be not real cuz i i got a ticket one south by and i didn't deserve it and i was like no i'm not going to go pay it and they're like well you can not pay it or you can you can contest it but then cuz i always do a thing is what they do I always do a fucking thing <laughs> where and i had this happen with a with the one time I was like sitting waiting for a uh-huh. waiting for a bus to show up. Uh-huh. And uh, I was eating an apple uh-huh. and I threw I threw the apple core in some bushes and a cop so came bad. up and was like, Why'd you do that? It was littering. I was like, Yeah, it was an apple core and he was like It's it's littering and I was like, Well, I mean I guess, but it's an apple core. It's you know, it's it's fine. I, I threw it, it's you know, like, Well the trash is over there. I was like, Yeah, but it's an apple core. It's fine.
0: American hero, oft mentioned on the podcast, Johnny Appleseed is famous for doing exactly. what you did. Exactly. Right.
3: I said, it's biodegradable. He said, and he said, look at all of these cigarette butts here on the ground. You know what? Some people say those are biodegradable. And then I looked at them and I wasn't trying to be snarky. And I go, <laughs> yeah but they're not. <laughs> and I put a little, I, I think I, I, well, I, like accidentally put a little bit too much judge on it. They're not because they are, <laughs> they're not. Right. And uh, he got real mad at that and wrote me a ticket. And the same thing happened with his parking ticket where I went and I was like, I'm not, this isn't, this is wrong. I'm not going to, I'm not going to pay for this. they are like, well, you can pay and the, and the, the whatever judge is like, you can pay half of it. We'll let you pay half of it. Or you can go to court. But if you lose in court, you have to pay all of it and court fees, which is, you know, whatever, more. And both times I was like, no, I will go all. And I think I've had them do that before and been gotten scared off because I actually did something wrong. and uh, mm-hmm. Or like, you know, speeding or whatever. Where I was like, I don't think I was speeding. But then I was like, yeah, he probably has a fucking... <laughs> Radar detector or whatever.
1: Yeah, that's how they figure out your speeding. They don't just...
3: Well, back in the day, okay, cops didn't always have radar detectors. I'm talking about the early Thunder Road oh. moonshine running days. Okay. I watched that recently. Robert Mitchum. Yep. There we go. Me and my me and my younger brother got to run this show. <laughs> Do you know
0: who's supposed to play his younger brother? Who?
3: Elvis Presley.
0: Oh, Oh, man. That would have been a
3: good-ass movie.
0: Yeah. Colonel wouldn't let him. Wanted too much money. Colonel, I, that's about to say, I bet the colonel wouldn't let
3: him. Anyway, I won both. I won both of them. But you got to take this gamble. I'm down to like do like get on a, co- a phone with a company and just leave it on. Leave you know, uh-huh. put it to speakerphone. Leave it on. Will you hold? And they try and they try and outweigh you. I fought for many a petty grievance. Yeah. I fought for many <laughs> a double toll that I did not want to pay for. That I think that, that I think. Think that these companies do it on purpose because they know that nine out of ten people won't bother with it. But guess what? Mm -hmm. This is the tenth motherfucker
2: (laughs) right here.
1: So what I hear you saying for is on the show you're applying for a job with Karens for Hire, and that Mike. We don't
2: think that they. I don't see the, the only
3: mistake that these. I think this is a. This is a. Mm -hmm. valiant job that they're doing. Right. They're sticking up for the little man. But the only bad thing is they shouldn't have called it Karens for hire. Karens are like racist old bitches, racist white bitches.
1: It's just sounding a lot like you're saying you're the ultimate Karen of Austin, Texas.
3: Being a Karen is not going after the fucking airline. Uh Or the fucking city. None of none of the things that they sound that they were doing were like, wow, these kids like to skateboard nearby. Okay. Or like, I hear neighbors having fun. This is not allowed. This is more. <laughs> this is less civil uh, and more like. What were some of the things again? They were doing. They helped some lady
1: get her uh, get a letter from Aetna that just said she wasn't covered by Aetna. and she wasted like six months on that. Okay,
3: that's that's. I mean, that's. There could be nothing more pure than going up against a fucking health insurance company. Oh, yeah, for sure. There's nothing less Karen-like.
1: They helped getting uh getting a designer paid... Uh, yeah, they helped get a designer paid after she d- designed a dress that a celebrity wore to a Met Gala and then she refused to pay for or return.
3: Oh, so she fucked over a celebrity. Good. Yeah. She helped getting a refund for a
1: woman who paid a computer dating company to find her a man who was into hiking. And so they set up a date and then on the date she found out the man's main interest seemed to be that he liked wearing women's shoes.
3: I don't know if that one's reasonable, but <laughs> That one's less reasonable than the other uh-huh. ones, but nonetheless, I don't think that's very caring. I don't think any of those except, except maybe the last one are actually very caring. I'm just saying I like what they're doing. Uh-huh. I just don't like the name.
1: If you're looking for hiking and you get the women's shoe guy. Yeah. I think you're not getting results.
0: Well, why can't you? I mean, we're also sitting here saying that those are mutually exclusive. There's nothing that says that you can't
3: hike and like lady shoes. Can't? Yeah. I mean.
1: But you know, I think I think our big concern was the hiking, and she did not get the hiking.
3: Look at Mystique oh. from the X Men. I've seen I've seen her fight uh, with high heels on on the side of a mountain.
1: <laughs> Touche. So
3: our next story comes to us from ArtNet
1: an art news website. We've, uh, we've hmm. used ArtNet before in the past. Late last year, the London Metropolitan Police received a call that a person appeared to be unconscious inside an art gallery known as Laz Emporium, which is owned hmm. by Banksy's former agent, Steve Lazarides. The police arrived on the scene to see a woman with messy hair who was slumped over a desk while wearing a mustard colored hoodie, black sweatpants, and tennis shoes. The door to the gallery was locked and police were apparently unable to contact the owner, so after about 20 minutes they forced their way in. What they discovered instead of a dead woman was a sculpture called Christina, which was commissioned by the gallery owner and made mostly from packing tape and foam that was then clothed. Apparently this isn't the first time this work has caused controversy either, Back in October, paramedics were called after the work appeared at a London art and design fair. The gallery also said the sculpture is not for sale, but if they did put a price tag on it, it would be 18,000 pounds or around $22,000.
0: I'm confused. Let me help you out. It, what do you need? Were they alleging that So it was, a, it was just a prank and is that it?
1: No, it was, it was like a work of art.
0: Was the phone call part of the artwork?
1: Not as far as they know, like I, you know, I, it it was not very clear as to, I kind of looked into this as to who called and it wasn't super clear as to who called, but it didn't seem to originate with the gallery because the, uh, the person work the manager at the gallery was like making tea when all this was going down. This sounds like
0: an uh. art scam. This sounds like oh, yeah. it,
1: they're not selling anything. Now
0: nah, you start building up a story about yeah. this thing that's not for sale, and it's happened twice, yeah. and uh-huh. it'll happen a third time, then it'll disappear for four or five years, and there'll be uh-huh. some story, it'll be recovered on some yacht that's adrift in the middle of the Pacific. <laughs>
3: Yeah. That's, wow. That's that's elaborate. A story as old as time. I
1: I don't think that story's been told before.
3: So this is Banksy's manager. Is that what I heard? Banksy's former manager
1: or former agent? Uh, former Steve agent.
3: Lavarides. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. People call him Steve Lavarides with the big old TDs. <laughs> I don't think anybody calls him that. Yes, they did. That's why. That- that's why. That's why he quit working for Banksy because Banksy kept calling him that. Are you guys a little tired about about hearing about? this Banksy character. That sounds like something Banksy would say. To, cause <laughs> yeah, is true. to be honest with you. Wait,
1: right. uh, Mike, are you saying what I think you're saying?
3: I'm saying that I saw some Kansas spray paint in Brian's garage. <laughs> right.
1: <laughs>
0: but no, I mean, I, I and this is, and, and I, this is a, a a real question that it just, it's one of those things like it's, it's a masterful marketing job, right? I don't know. It just seems like stuff like the, the, the edgiest 12th grader in high school would draw right mm-hmm. uh-huh. and then there's just a lot of clever marketing around it who is he I mean uh, tons of people know if there was any real interest in finding out who he was oh, yeah. you would know I just don't no, I, I think, think people it's all do know show.
1: who Banksy is like yeah. they're yeah. super credible like it, it is this specific guy for sure 100%
3: probably a team of guys even right and but... girls women can be vandals too mm-hmm but yeah, I think in this particular case, if
1: the artwork was, if, if the gallery was trying to get attention, they would put the artwork on sale, and they would certainly sell it for more than twenty two thousand dollars. Well, it's, but you
3: got to build up more. They want to. Yeah, this is a long. It's a long game. Like there's no. Right, they're setting it up. I wonder how they made it. It would be really fun to make some here and put out the word that this was here and that you have the original one and like put a date that's like, wait, you know, four <laughs> weeks would be before this. Well, I don't know.
0: <laughs> right. And isn't the con Mike, like, don't you, like you still say it's not for sale. Then it happens yeah. again. And the line uh-huh. is that you you don't want to deal with it anymore. You don't want to deal with whatever's going on. So you just, you want to get rid of it. So now nat- you, and then you sell it. Like you sell it because yeah. you're being forced to, because you don't want the responsibility of having this thing anymore. And then you have your other people start feeding stories about it. And you get your mm-hmm. shadow, your shadow auction people to kind of run up the price. You put a yeah. high reserve on it. And if you, you know, you can... You,
3: or you create a story that like... Yeah. Like, let, hey, we go make one of these. We plan it in, plan it somewhere at UT. UT being the University of Texas. University of Texas. Sure. And then you plan a story that like, you know, oh, it was the original one. And then you plan a story that Matthew McConaughey bought it. You know, at, at best, people reaching out to Matthew McConaughey's people about it will say uh-huh. that they do not know what you're talking about, which sounds right. exactly like, oh, yeah, he totally bought it. And yeah, it's just all clever marketing, which I'm here for, you know, I think Mm -hmm. that things work off of a combo of luck and marketing and I would like more luck or a better marketing budget for anything that I do. Is it supposed to be a boy or a girl?
1: It's supposed to be a woman. It's it's named Christina and it's based on the gallery owner's sister.
0: Ooh, maybe this is just Christina's long suicide
3: plan. Yeah. Which is sad. That would be cool.
1: No, he said it he said it was based on the time she passed out, fell face first in the soup and started to drown. Well, which I don't know why you would want to memorialize that, but that's what I, that's why I'm not a, a gallery
3: owner. I think this is probably Christina is going to commit suicide uh-huh. in that position, okay? at like get 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 this famous, mm-hmm. get it set up, then wear the same clothes, hide the hide the art. Die in that position, and then nobody will notice for di- for weeks until wow. she starts to get rigor mortis and get stinky.
1: That's that's a well. The rigor mortis isn't what makes you stinky.
3: Yeah, well, you get so hard and and firm. W- w- that, wait, what um, are you doing? Whoa, Mike! Come what on, do you man. do when you look at a corpse? You get so hard and firm. I don't. I don't think that's like, right. It's stiff that's, all over. No yeah. All your bowels start to leak out.
0: Uh, I think it's huh. fair to say that rigor mortis. Probably coincides with a certain smell. It may not be the oh, worst well, the smell. Coincides
1: gets, but, yeah. a correlation, not causation.
0: Still, it's a marker.
1: So yeah. So Brian, your feeling on Banksy is that he's not very good, or he's overblown, or he? No, I
0: just I it. I feel like it's 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 gone on long enough.
1: That you're it's, just tired of the mystery.
0: It's not. Yeah. It's not. It's not much of a mystery, and right. it just seems like the mystery only exists to promote something that I think became kind of trite really fast. Right. Like, I don't know that it's, and I'm not, I'm not an art critic. I don't, I don't know. I'm sure people love it, but from the amount of times that this particular person comes up, you would almost think that it's the only artist that exists in the world. Yeah. And it's just like, Hey man, this guy's not Frank Frazetta. Thank you.
1: How much do you think Banksy is worth? What is his net worth? According to the internet,
3: it's gotta be like 20 million or something. 70 to 90 million.
1: Brian loses because he's gone over. But I think mm. you were actually, you were the closest, which mm. is the internet says between 50 million uh, US dollars and 50 million Great British Pounds, which comes out to 60 million US dollars.
0: Right. Is he some drummer in a band or something? Isn't that the thing now? I don't
1: know. There's a Wikipedia page that basically well, goes, this, gig. this is who Banksy is. Right. So I think it's time that we move on to a segment called Get to know your podcast.
3: Oh. In uh, this episode of getting to know your podcast, we do go dig a little deeper into the things we may or may ha- not have mentioned uh-huh. and get to know us just a little bit more. And this was the final posting. Mm-hmm. Goodbye. The app has jumped the shark literally, but I don't think he knew what the word literally meant there. <laughs> yeah. The app has jumped the shark literally due to clever individuals that were able to manipulate ways to impersonate me and others within the app. I have asked Escape X, the company that runs the app, to shut it down immediately and refund anyone who has purchased any stars over the last 90 days. What was supposed to be a place for fans to connect with each other has turned into a place that is everything I detest and can't or won't condone. My sincere apologies for this to have not turned out the way it was intended. To all the super fans who have supported me with your words or encouragement, amazing art, stories, and time shared on the app, a genuine thank you. Mm-hmm. And I hope to see you on Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, and Facebook. JR Jeremy Renner. That was the last thing posted on the Jeremy Renner app. Oh, it, f- it, it flew.
0: <laughs> it was too good for this world. <laughs> there was such a thing.
3: Yo, yeah. On September 4th, it. two-time Academy nominee and aspiring rock musician and oh. member of the Avengers as a Hawkeye, Jeremy <laughs> Renner announced that Jeremy Renner would be closing his app down. Yeah. Those of us on the Jeremy Renner app were treated mm-hmm. with a push notification that said app coming down very soon, which revealed the final post on the app. In papyrus-esque font, which is the font used in uh, the, the title of Avatar, <laughs> Jeremy Renner posted on Jeremy Renner that Jeremy Renner would be closing down Jeremy Renner. It was a tragedy. Sure. The Jeremy Renner app had sort of become a public joke. Well, let's get started. Uh, So Jeremy Renner had this app, right? Uh, Uh This was in in 2017. He launched this app and it was designed as a little safe haven on the internet for super Uh fans of Jeremy Renner. Jeremy Renner, of course, the actor who played
2: Hawkeye
3: and... (laughs) Hurt Locker? He played Hurt Locker. Hurt Locker. He played the title character of Hurt Locker. Wow! Yep. In the movie Hurt Locker, yeah, was, it Hurt Lo- really, is it was
0: Is that a first his, name or a last name? His whole name was Thomas Hurt Locker. Everybody <laughs> yeah. just called him Hurt
3: Locker though. There's a part where he's having sex with a girl. and He goes, "Now you're in the Hurt Locker." <laughs> the the <laughs> Jerry Renner, being a guy, he kind of he kind of got famous initially off a off of a, a very indie budget movie about Jeffrey Dahmer. Oh, it might have wow. even just been called Dahmer, but it was really like, a, it was almost like a play uh-huh. where it was mostly, it was Dahmer and one victim and it was mostly them kind of having a conversation, but I don't know. He he just kind of popped into the consciousness and started getting work. Mm-hmm. And he's a guy that I don't ever really dislike on screen. Like he's fine, I I am a little bit baffled why he's as big as he is. Yeah. Like he, he, he kind of seems to have more of a, um, a CSI type level of acting swagger to him. Yeah. But nonetheless, he's a very big actor. And in 2017, he decided, you know what? I'm doing this big enough. I'm going to go ahead and make myself uh, an app. That's what the people are doing. They're making apps. Right, right. It was the only, you know, it was only the app was made for people who are only really into Jeremy Renner, you know? It mm-hmm. was like the only, it was, mm-hmm. the, of all the Jeremy Renner apps out there, this was <laughs> the one right. for people that like really like Jeremy Renner. Right. The community was far from idyllic, even in, in its downtime. A 2017 Ringer deep dive revealed that there was community drama stemming from deemed censorship. If you mean, if you say mean things about Jeremy Renner, you get banned, which makes sense because it was supposed to be an app about him. Right. And also, some somebody was throwing a bogus contest. But interesting the, the Jeremy Renner app kind of quieted down after after this, you know, article about it. Mm-hmm. Then it hiked up dramatically in 2019. Ooh. In uh, in the past few months, coinciding with the success of Avengers Endgame and Jeremy Renner's push to become sort of a Imagine Dragons esque kind of musician, uh, he he, has a, he had a song called he released a cover of Heaven Don't Have a Name, but he's he's got a couple other pretty 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 banging radio right. rock songs. And when you sign up for the Jeremy Renner app, it would greet you with a, with a short video of Jeremy Renner explaining that this app is for real fans, a place away from the negativity of social media. It's a, it's a young, it's a real young Jeremy Renner in which I think he has a little bit of eye makeup on. So it was basically like a Jeremy Renner Insta- Is it like a Jeremy Renner Instagram feed that only put up Jeremy Renner Instagram comments, and then you could kind of comment under there, okay. and they, they would post pictures with little captions and like things like ah, "I hope you're having a wonderful time," mm-hmm. and uh, "Jeremy, be a deer and make more delightful movie movies." Ha Just a little humor. Have a good day, and it'd be like him out in the forest with a deer. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. And That's the more good. you engaged in Jeremy Renner content, the more stars you earned. And the more Ooh. stars meant you could boost your posts, making it more likely that Jeremy Renner would actually see your comments <laughs> for reply. So you want to be as involved in, in there as uh-huh. much as possible so you earn stars. Okay. Because, you know, if you're going to say like, Jeremy, look and fly. You want the Ren dog to see that, right? Okay. But let's just say... That you don't have all, yes, Brian. Is uh, am
0: I to believe that that his his ego is so fragile that he's cultivating
3: stalkers? Is that what this is? Oh, yeah, like, kind of. I I mean I don't know. I I don't know what the what his real end game was other than okay. he wanted. Well, we never a, got there. I think yeah. he wanted a social media site that was exclusively about him or mm-hmm. things tangently tangentially related to him and people okay. that love him. Yeah. Okay. But he also maybe want to make a little bit of money. So in lieu of maybe you don't have time to connect and comment on every single Jeremy Renner post, you could also buy stars. Stars <laughs> were available to purchase. Oh, and um, were you know, you be you could be skeptical to think that people were going to shell out a bunch of money for Jeremy Renner's stars, but People were definitely doing that. I don't know how many, but it certainly was happening. Got to the point where uh, there's a, the person writing this this article, mm-hmm. uh, downloaded it, was looking forward to Jeremy's. So you get these push notifications,
2: mm-hmm.
3: and the push notifications would say Jeremy. It would say Jeremy Renner, and then and then have like uh, you know the little quote under that, and then you open it up. A weekly Happy Ren's Day. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. At some point, so people, you know, it's basically like an app that didn't didn't really amount to much, and people were kind of baffled as there was people that loved Jeremy Renner, and then some people that got on there just to kind of see what was up with it and have it uh-huh. there. Things started to fall apart when really on accident, uh and the guy wasn't even truly really trying to go. There's this comedian out of Canada named Stefan Heck. And uh Stefan got the Jeremy Renner app. Uh-huh. And was just kind of like fascinated by celebrities and, that have like a weird relationship with social media that don't quite get it. And Jimmy Renner does seem like one of those guys of like I don't really know. He doesn't seem like a guy who knows how regular people think about stuff. Like right. doesn't know how doesn't know how much things cost anymore. You know, right? A gallon of milk, what's that? Eighty bucks. Right. No, no, no. I need to go buy a new motorcycle. What, what's a what's a what's a mid grade motorcycle? What like eighty ninety bucks? So it, I want to be that rich.
2: Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: At some point, Jeremy Renner puts up a Wren on it's a Friday and he puts a picture of, of, of himself standing out in the woods with, uh, with some binoculars and he writes, Have a rocking weekend, everybody. What's the plan? And I don't know. Somebody says, Heart, heart, heart. Avenger girl Tina89 says, How is this? Balahindran Vichy says, Have a good one, Jeremy. And then Stefan Heck <laughs> wrote, I will be looking at porn. I will be looking at porno on my computer.
2: <laughs>
3: honest, honest. And then uh, somebody wrote back to him and uh, like like commented on him. A friend who happened to be on there too. just wrote, <laughs> "Nasty, not cool."
2: <laughs>
3: and he says, "You know, there is this weird <laughs> thing that you get this." Push notification. You look at your phone, and it just and it what it looks like coming through. It just says Jeremy Renner with a picture of Jeremy Renner. Because every single push notification just a picture of Jeremy Renner. And it says nasty, not cool. And, he, and Stephen Heck says, I'm not going to lie to you. For about 12 seconds, I truly believe that actor Jeremy Renner thought porno was nasty. And then I discovered this message had been sent by my friend Jesse Farrar. That is previously mentioned that every official Jeremy Renner app push notification was cleverly disguised to trick the unassuming Marvel fans into thinking that Hawkeye had said was up to them so he posted the screen grabs up on Twitter everyone had a good laugh and then he went he went he actually went out for the weekend on a camping trip uh, not not doing porno and job well done you just thought it was that but then when he came back he realized that his tweet had blown up. Like everybody, it was just one of those weird Twitter things that just like completely explodes. Uh-huh. And in the weekend, like everyone had gotten on, on board with this, uh, the normally calm, welcoming landscape of the official Jeremy Renner app that I had grown to love over the past weekend appeared to have been irreversibly shattered. Dozens of false renners had sprouted out. So in chaos and pretending to like, porno. <laughs> <laughs> Legitimate Renner fans were rightfully confused and terrified. Someone was on there pretending to be Casey Anthony. (laughs) Much like the movies that made Jeremy Renner a star, the Locker app had become hurt. Lots of people were posting about (laughs) porno on it. And I had still not seen that movie in question. So... (laughs) Stefan X said he there's a he went back and tweeted Jeremy I would love to but I'm currently looking at some porno and somebody was like there's a real fan immediately mad warning this is a big porno troll do not engage with him uh, so things went off the thing that you know the next Wednesday Jeremy posts happy Wednesday and then somebody under the name Jeremy Renner Porno Truth posted <laughs> Without freedom of speech, there is no modern world, just a barbaric one. I, Huawei, Huawei, given something to ponder, given the recent wave of bannings on here. So uh, Stefanette gets banned and he writes, I was one more Renner banning away from changing to my Twitter profile to an ancient Greek statue and becoming very concerned about the decline of the West when I decided that enough was enough. It was time to step back. There was nothing else I could do. We were stuck in an impasse. Jeremy Renner would never <laughs> respect porno. And I would never <laughs> be allowed to post on his official app as a misguided attempt to convince him to respect porno. <laughs> Um, so everything just completely and totally falls apart. And, uh, it just, the, the app becomes more people just fucking with the app, you know? Um, and later on, after Jeremy Renner, it says he's taking down the app. This, this Stefan Heck guy gets in there and is like, Hey man, sorry about posting the word porno on your app. I didn't really think we would completely fuck up the whole deal on here. I thought you were pretty good in that Bourne movie that I'm not a hundred percent sure you were in now that I'm actually typing this out. So yeah, Jeremy, Jeremy Renner put it down, but I wanted to read some of the, there's, there's, you can find a lot of this online. There's a lot of really fun Rennerisms that mm-hmm. happened on there. Um Somebody wrote, at somebody pretending to be Jeremy Renner wrote to everyone criticizing my app because Casey Anthony has created an account and is posting on the fan cage. Spare me your tears. This is an all inclusive app. If you don't like it, you are free to leave. <laughs> then somebody writes back, you are not the real Jeremy. You were a big fake. Uh, there's a, uh, he, Jeremy Renner posted a picture of himself uh, with uh, half a shirt on and someone wrote, uh, Have fun, Jeremy. And then someone whose uh, avatar was Walt Disney World posted, looking like you're having a great time, Jeremy. Love to see your nips on display. Have a magical day. (laughs) O.J. Simpson posted, hey, Jeremy, want to join my fantasy league? (laughs) Who else? What are some other good ones here? We've got um, Jeremy Renner would also post a lot of food shots, like just just a pile, like the real Jeremy Renner, a pile of of oh you got a Dennis Franz great picture John mm-hmm. this reminds me of all the great hair and wigs our makeup division department had on the set of my popular television show NYPD Blue <laughs> uh, that's what a fake Dennis Franz put up next to uh, someone that had claimed to be John Bon Jovi saying love you Wrens. Mm-hmm. How quickly from the first
0: the the first gonna watch porn all weekend post that kicked this off, like what was the speed of the the, the end? It only like,
3: lasted about a, a month. So there was only one <laughs> month before it was too much and he just called it quits. Yeah, apparently it was innocuously up and happy for a while.
1: Uh-huh, for like two years it sounds yeah. like.
3: What are the
0: odds that, that Jeremy, Jeremy Renner actually was the one who posted anything or was even aware of this beyond its existence, like did he did he act did we
3: have evidence that he actually was upset about this? I believe that he had to have been I know he put out some of the music. it is so imagined dragons Z and bad, and there's videos to it where he is completely completely committed and I have a friend who has a friend who edited one of the videos and he refused to pay him the five hundred dollars. Of editing the video, $500 apparently said something to the effect of he can't dig, he, he wouldn't pay him because the guy was too negative and he couldn't deal with all this negativity. But when, when he closed it down, there was one user that put, this is so upsetting. Being a big time Jeremy Renner fan, I've had so much fun on this app since it came out, making new friends and even getting my adult children signed up. My wife and I announced our divorce on here, and now (laughs) because of a few bad apples, it's all lost. Just a damn, damn shame. (laughs) Don't cry because the Jeremy app is gone. Smile because it ever existed. If only, yeah. Then someone wrote, "If only his wife could have cheated on him with Mister Renner, he could have lived his dream." There was somebody who was claiming (laughs) who was going by the name. Raremy Jenner who, <laughs> Jeremy Renner with bad photoshopped wig on and he would write things like Jeremy I have longed for this day since you and I have been born from the t- since you and I have been born from the tubes <laughs> there's <laughs> an ongoing thing that there are multiple Jeremy Renner clones <laughs> always <laughs> Always I have been the abomination. <laughs> never never have I tasted quote unquote sun. No longer. I will destroy Jeremy. What will be yours is will be mine. Soon I will be the hawk guy. Before long, it will be I that will have the fun app. When I destroy you, I will soon kiss your wife. This will be good. Do not fear. I come soon. Just a lot of good stuff on here. Candid photo. Casey Anthony saying candid photo. Hey, Jeremy Renner, I'm your biggest fan. <laughs> so was my kid.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Jeffrey
3: Epstein saying guys, I'm not dead, nor am I in prison. I'm now resting on my private Island whilst getting a blowjob by your boy, Jeremiah Renner. <laughs> Jeremy, then another Jeremy Renner putting, Holy F is this real? And then, uh, other people saying, I love your work, Casey. So it just went from there. Um, um, mm-hmm. Just a little throwback to a time when the internet was still lovely and beautiful. I don't know. If, I feel like Jeremy Renner, if he hasn't come up yet, he probably will. But, um, I think we talked about him early probably, on for sure. Oh, but yeah, the reason I, that's even came up is because uh, the Ren dog is in the hospital right now. He, oh, oh. he got in a wreck and a snow plow, drove over one of his legs. Oh. What Using- I feel like the rug just got pulled out. I feel like you just set me up to laugh at Jeremy
0: Renner. I know. It was only to tell rude. me he's See now fighting. Were- he's fighting for his life in the hospital after a tragic snowplow accident, which also sounds like a fake thing from
3: his from his app. I'm a little worried that it might be Remy Jenner that was involved. <laughs> <laughs> right? He was airlifted after a snowplow accident. Twelve hours ago, twenty hours ago, he was in. Critical but stable condition. That's good. All right. He suffered wow. blunt chest trauma and orthopedic injuries. So he got hammered by
0: a snowplow. Sounds then. like it. That's a that's a hard thing, but it does. Every once in a while, a story like this. This is a this this is a bit of a redeeming humanity, a little bit that something like this could exist and then fail because people made fun of it so much that it only yeah. took one month for people to reject yeah. a human being having an and having an app dedicated to them,
3: which is pretty great. That just needs to happen a little more often. I don't and I don't even dislike Jeremy Renner so much, but there is like a weird thing with some actor guys, like leading man actor uh-huh. guys that are just actor guys where you really wonder like What is your deal? What's going on there? Like, you know, there's a name that came up a lot when looking at this is uh, Garth Brooks. There's a podcast uh, that Tom Segura does where they've they've kind of like pointed this out a lot where Garth Brooks is a guy who is so famous. Like he, when he goes on tour like now, like he still does like Beyonce tour numbers, right? right? Like I know like we don't really hear about him. I don't hear about him very much in my sphere, but like like he's huge. But he's been so famous for so long that I don't think he like knows, you just kind of forget what things are worth and what people are and, and really how to connect with like human beings. And I think a lot of actors, especially people that just act, that don't come from like stand up or even right. like theater, like but definitely like actor leading man actors. They a lot of them have this weird quality of like, yeah, I don't really. There, there's not much of a personality for me as a person. I'm very easy to put on personalities. Okay, a lot of my personality has been heavily coached to be nondescript and a general, non-specific likability. Yeah. Right. And they, I don't, and and there's like a weirdness about that when somebody is really successful, especially at a young age or comes from money. And cause a lot of these actor guys, like, you know, more often than not, people didn't do really good at a high school play and get told they have talent and just like graduate high school and, and have a hope and a prayer and get on a bus and go to LA and start working like more often than not. It's like, if you, if you see somebody in a movie or on TV, uh, the chances are that they came from a lot of money, right. if not a lot of money, plus a lot of money tied into show business yeah. is it's pretty high. It, it, and, and, the, the more famous the, the movie or actor is the more, the more likely that is. Yeah. So, so there's definitely a connection with somebody who's had to like, you know, spend a lot of chunks of their life worrying about rent, you know, worry about money in a way that most people worry about money. And I do feel like once you get that crazy A-level and there's like multiple people whose job every day is to kind of float around you and make sure that you're happy, like that, that's that got to just do a real psychological squibble de on your brain after a while. Yeah. you got to start to not really know how to, you know, and also a number of people that are making a lot of money off you. So they're constantly telling you the way you need to look and the way you need to act and the things you, you need to do. It's got to just kind of make it. So your personality just becomes a little like a lot of your success comes from being this kind of bland person that can seamlessly kind of blend to yeah. a broad audience well, he's also kind of
0: inexplicably an action star, right?
3: Yeah, and it yeah. seems
0: like people who fall into that that category of actors, like most of them, seem like they have a background that somehow justifies or kind of leads. You know, you know, Sylvester Stallone was he was a mountain climber, right? He did stuff, and mm-hmm. the governor, former governor of California was apparently a weightlifter for a while. But it's 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 weird. Was he that an actor he, too? Are you talking about Ronald? Yeah, I think yeah.
1: Oh, Ron Moore! Yeah, he lifted weights.
0: Yeah, and I've met Jerry Brown. What yeah. was he in again? Behind the Green Door. Uh, so was <laughs> called the, uh, the... Smokey and the Bandit. It's weird that you you play these roles, and but there is very likely nothing in his life that is like any of those things. But he portrays himself in life as this like like Johnny Depp seems like a, another kind of yeah fraudulent human being to me. You almost have to become. This kind of artist type. Bob Dylan. You I forgot Mark hated Bob Dylan.
3: <laughs> Seems like the ultimate fraud to me. Does he? Yeah. How so? And I'm not arguing with you, but I know people who would. You Have you ever made someone cry with this opinion before? Because <laughs> people are weird about Bob Dylan. They are. Like average people that you wouldn't think are going to get real weird about you saying you don't like Bob Dylan will get real weird about you saying you don't like
2: Bob Dylan. I know. I've known a lot of people who are huge fans, but I think like over time, like it's pretty clear that his whole thing was just a complete facade to be famous and be famous in that way that to think that he's a genius.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Great. Right, that he was perhaps a talented musician, but a talented musician who set out to do this and create this character. Right, 100%. Okay. okay. He wasn't very nice at Donovan. (laughs) No. He was not.
1: He doesn't care who threw the glass. He just wants to know who threw the glass.
3: Bob Dylan's a guy that uh, he's kind of like Prince in that I will meet people who will claim to be the biggest Prince or Bob Dylan fans and then Mm -hmm. if you it doesn't take a lot of probing you can't be obvious about it be like oh what do you what do you like like what's what's tell me some of the favorite records and they'll be like your Prince like what your favorite records like ah you know like 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 Purple Rain and um (laughs) that first one with (laughs) You're like yeah no he has like 7,000 records Right. right I mean yeah like that's those yeah, are the, I, those 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 are great ones too. But like, what else do you? And, and I don't let like, him. Not like, oh, I'm a bigger Prince fan. I'm not a bigger Prince fan. Like, I I like those records a lot. And I don't a lot of that like Prince stuff. I'm like, I don't know. It's really like a lot of. It's a. Yeah. He is a crazy good musician, but it's not. I don't really like listen to it and stuff. And I Mm -hmm. I have to question like, well, what are your songs that aren't on the three biggest records that he did that everyone knows that you really fucking dig Yeah, and it's never, you, you, you won't, I'm not saying that there aren't Prince fans out there who were ready to fucking throw down that gauntlet. It's just all the, all the big Prince fans I know, at least Mm -hmm. 90% of them, 95% can't name. And I would venture to say, Similar with Bob Dylan, a little bit less mm-hmm. because I, I definitely. I mean, with my friends again, there are some that definitely seem to know like a little bit more. Where it's like, wow, well, there's this era. I like these from this era and these from this era. But it's also like, and I'm mm-hmm. not saying that you can't be a fan of something and not know every and and you can still be a big fan. Of, like I. I would claim a of, to be a, a lot really, of gatekeeping from yeah, Mike right now. No, <laughs> I would. I would claim I'm a very big Rolling Stones fan, but there's a bunch of stuff that like I don't right. know about and stuff too. Uh, it sounds
1: like you know from an earlier episode that you're not a big enough fan to pay for tickets to get in. Right, you'll just sneak you in. T-
0: you took food out of their mouths. They, <laughs> they went hungry. Yeah, 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 I know, yeah. You know, they
3: got kids in college. Yeah they've got wives in college
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh. well and in and, and mark i wonder in in like like i think prince is a good example in insofar as people who it, it's almost you're claiming this huge fandom when it's really like no everybody's that big of a fan of prince like everybody likes those
3: songs yeah They're, everybody knows we've that. all heard
0: them our whole lives yeah right. and
3: everybody knows that he is an iconic amazing musician and nobody let nobody there isn't anybody that's going to like argue with you on that but Mm -hmm. i feel like
0: maybe that's a difference between what mark is saying and Mm -hmm. and prince like like i also have not listened to very much print very much prince at all but i am perfectly comfortable conceding he's probably a tremendous musician like he is he is i i I don't know that he is but i just i'm sure he is he may not play things i like but i still can recognize It's like later Billy Joel records. Like I don't think anybody wants to listen to that stuff, but he's apparently a very good piano player. He's literally the piano man. (laughs) (laughs) But Bob Dylan, I could see how like his voice is a Mm -hmm. bit of a put on, right? And the way he kind of leans into that, you know, like it just it just gets more and more, and he just becomes Uh. a caricature of the thing he created. You know what? I'm buying into it, Mark. I'm 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 also (laughs)
2: against bob dylan (laughs) yeah i'm sorry i feel like i bring up bob dylan and open a whole can of worms but i feel like that was like actually relevant to to jeremy renner like the fame thing because like it seems the same kind of thing to me like i i
1: I don't think jeremy renner was that strategic though with his fame i think he's just kind of a frat boy who
3: bob Bob dylan definitely is one of those like people who are you know, I think we're in, we're getting to a more we're getting to a world increasingly more and more where actors will continue to make as much equivalent money as actors in the past. You know, mm-hmm. whatever the most paid actor now is probably not that far off from the same dollar amount of the most paid actor in 1952 if you adjusting for inflation and all that kind of stuff i think like budgets and salaries for all that stuff will you know for for really famous for the upper a-list people will probably say this thing stay the same but i do think that fame and the idea of fame will diminish and has been diminishing Mm -hmm. because of streaming And the internet in general, and the fact that it's so easy for people to kind of lean into whatever their niche interests are now. There's not like the same top 10 movie stars that every single human being from the age of 80 to 8 years old knows anymore, you know? Right. Like... I always think about the fact when Michael Jackson was at the like at the Thriller era that I was probably I don't know 8 to 12 I guess I don't know how old were we probably 8 years old 9 years old years maybe old? even younger yeah, yeah. Uh, that but we all we all knew who that was mm-hmm. and who Michael Jackson was and of course every every kid up through junior high high school college every he was that famous mm-hmm. our parents knew who he was right and my grandparents knew who he was i don't right. think that they could probably identify this song but they knew about this guy michael jackson with all that but like you know i don't think that i doubt that maybe because maybe as of recently some grandparents might know who Kanye West is maybe, (laughs) but I doubt anybody, you know, I don't think that there's many stars who have that same kind of weird thing where like, I mean Kanye West still shows up at places like Michael Jackson could only show up, he was so famous that he would have to have like a literal army around him, not literal, but like uh, they would have (laughs) to, but he would like to have to have like a small like like, swat team around him. yeah, like a huge, like, so many bodies. Everything there was, he was like a guy that could not go anywhere. But I think, like, Jeremy Renner can go get gas at a gas station, and there's a you know, depending on where he is, there's there's only you know, right? It's probably a 50% to 80% chance that somebody's gonna go, like, Oh, hey man, Hawkeye, right? And even then, they're not gonna freak out and start crying, like, Jeremy. Or Michael Jackson was a guy that people would just like melt into a puddle and, like,
1: yeah, same with Bob
3: Dylan, same with Prince, same with Prince, same with Bob Dylan. Okay, yeah, full circle.
1: So That wraps up another week of the International News Service. Find us across social media at International News Pod. Email us at internationalnewspod at gmail.com. You know what's easier and cheaper than paying the fake parking ticket you get at the beach? That's our Patreon. Check out the NS Merch Store at Redbubble, and we'll see you next week.
2: Thank you for listening to the International News Service. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. INS, the news you need.